Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you today from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment. Maybe we should just shorten that and call the podcast NHTE. My guest today finished 11th on American Idol in 2012. She is an 18-year-old singer from right here in Tampa, Florida, and one busy young lady at that. You're hearing one of her songs right now, Sucker for a Heartbreaker. Please welcome Shannon McGrain. Hey, Bruce. How's it going? (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So glad to have you here today. Yes. So happy to be here as well. (laughs) Now, you're only 18 years old, but have already appeared on American Idol. (laughs) So talk about your childhood first, because you must have gotten a young start in singing, I imagine. Well, I have. Ever since I was little, my parents and my aunt and my whole family has always called me a little songbird. And I never really knew it until I was about eight years old when I was like, you know what? I think that I'm going to start pursuing singing. So I know you're thinking, you know, eight years old, it's so young, how would you know when to pursue something then? But I just had it in my soul, and it was stirring up in there, so I was, I, I just asked my parents, you know, what about vocal lessons? And at that point, I was in dance, and um, all the little kid gymnastics and all that fun stuff, so they pulled me out of all that, and I was into straight singing, and, uh-huh. um, you know... From there, from then on, um, I had been a lot of doors have opened for me since, such as um, I did a theater project here in Tampa um, called the Broadway Theater Project, and that was with a man named Frank Wildhorn, and he kind of introduced me to the theater world. And aside from that, I was also in a group called Entertainment Review, and I was in that for about nine years, and now my little sister's in it, but. That has definitely taught me what not to do with a microphone, how to dress, um, how to put my makeup on, how to sing on stage, how to have the stage presence, um, be pro- be professional, of course, too. So yeah, it keeps you it keeps you well rounded because it's yes. not it's not just music. It's not just I'm going to pursue singing. It's okay. I'm going to make sure that Shannon and this is Frank talking. I'm going to make sure that Shannon sees <laughs> kind of everything the that's around her. Deal, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, so from 1987 to 1996, your father, Joe McGrain, played Major League Baseball. Now, <laughs> even that, even though he had just retired, although he has gone on to be a baseball announcer on TV, did growing up as the daughter of someone with those credentials help you a little bit when it came to you know having to learn how to handle the spotlight? Um, you know, I'm very actually, I'm definitely inspired by what my dad has done and um we both have that very big passion for you know performing and and doing things in front of a big crowd and um and just having that competitive feeling and so um i had definitely always looked up to him for that but my mom also plays a big part in it too because you know she's italian gotta have that whole passion side of everything when you're telling a story when you're singing right absolutely absolutely (laughs) and you know with a big long polish last name like warzniak it's a little known fact that i'm I'm half italian (laughs) so i definitely know you know where your mother's coming from on that so then just fast forward a little bit and take us through um you know what brought you 
to to go ahead and decide to audition for American Idol. And in, in other words, you know what 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 was it that you kind of said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put myself in the process. Well, ever since I was little, our whole entire family has just thought American Idol. It was just. We didn't even think it. It was just a natural thing. American Idol was just a great family family time show. We all sit down and spend time together. And ever since season one, when Kelly Clarkson auditioned, I have just loved that that show. And I was hooked on it. And I was just fixated. And I had this list of goals that I had written when I was little. And one of them was to be on American Idol. Wow. So, um, you know what? I marched myself up to my mom and I was like mom I'm gonna do that someday and she kind of like patted me on the back okay sweetie say your prayers go to bed <laughs> and I was like okay well she doesn't believe me but I'm gonna do it so um, the day came I turned 15 and she's like well I'm not standing in that line with you so I said okay you don't have to I'm gonna go get a golden ticket from Disney World they have this oh, whole Disney yeah, World yeah. American Idol experience thing and um, so I ended up winning that out of all the rounds, and I got the golden ticket to be first in line at the actual American Idol. So my mom was like, "Okay, well now I have to yeah, take you and, there." And, yeah, go ahead, keep keep going with that because I, I want people to hear that are listening to the podcast. You know what what the process was like before you actually showed up on TV. You know how many auditions, where were they, that type of thing. Because I think I think people just see two facets of the process you know they see the big long line of people right. that are waiting Reality to audition TV. somewhere and then they see them performing and they don't realize there's a whole lot in between so right. so what was what was that for you um well when i first did it i was number actually this is kind of funny i was number 11 to audition for the entire american idol um in the arena that i had auditioned in and um i was also number 11 to go and also number 11 on two wow. thousand season 11 so it was pretty wow. cool 11 11 11 i was like hmm this means something here <laughs> but um so basically after i got my golden ticket i went straight to the actual thing piled in a big car with all my family and my friends of course i had to bring my girlfriends with me because i gotta gotta share the moment with them too absolutely <laughs> and um I actually went through four rounds, what you call cattle call rounds, and um, that's basically the TV producers, the people, the stage managers behind the set, and everybody who thinks you would make, you know, who who you're talented or not, or if you just make funny, great TV. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so after all that happened, I I was wondering, I was like, the third round in, and I was like, when am I gonna get to see the judges here because. I'm sitting here wondering, and um, this fourth round, I get to walk in, and I get to meet all the judges, and of course, I had to bring my family in with me, too, because I couldn't do it without them. That's awesome. <laughs> so, it was it was a crazy first experience, especially for a 15-year-old. It was a whirlwind. Okay, so at that point in the process, when you're walking in and seeing the judges for the first time, I take it that that was in L.A.? Actually, no. It was um, in Charleston. Um, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and um, then after that, it was in. It happened a couple of after the first two rounds, we switched and went to Savannah, Georgia. Mm. So um, it was definitely an all over the place kind of thing, and it was in the course of like six, seven months too. So I was, wow. you can imagine, I was missing a lot of schoolwork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
thankful for the show because they had a little tutor on there where I got to, you know, bring some of my schoolwork and get that done with, you know, the teacher. And it was me and DeAndre Brackensick and um, Jessica Sanchez. We were all in there doing our schoolwork together. So it was cool. (laughs) It was fun. Like a three, three students in a classroom. (laughs) I am Bruce Wozniak, and my guest is singer Shannon McGrain. Check her out at www.shannonmcgrain.com, and that's S-H-A-N-N-O-N, and then M-A-G-R-A-N-E. She is all over social media, too, so utilize the links on her website to follow her on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, lots more. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, And sign up for the e-newsletter and subscribe to this podcast. We'd love for you to write a positive review on iTunes, too. Shannon, you were on the whole American Idol road for quite some time. So when you finished and were 11th, was it disappointing to come so far, if for nothing else time-wise, but not finish at the top or, you know, say top three or top five? Or were you still thrilled anyway, considering how many thousands of others you had outlasted? (laughs) You know what? I have to say I have mixed emotions about the whole entire thing. You know, it was awesome that I came that far out of... I just have to... I always had to think in the back of my mind, Shannon, just be positive. You got far. You were. You did a good job, and you and you sang your heart out, and you and um, you did what God asked you to do. But you know what? I was also so upset because you know I spent so much time out there, and I just put my everything, and it was just waking up at six forty-five in the morning to be at the studio right down the street at seven thirty, and not leaving until nine thirty at night, just working, working, working behind the TV screens, on stage, rehearsing getting styled all these things you'd never think of and it's just a lot of work and it hurts for a second when you know you're of course, told of course. in the blink of an eye that it's all going to go away so but you know what it was just all the more reason for me to get back up on the saddle and keep going right good for you good for you and i think it's important that you pointed out you know what that kind of whole day was like because there probably are people listening who hear American Idol and all they think of is, oh yeah, I remember seeing her on TV. Well, guess what? The being yes. on TV part was just a fraction of everything that goes Tiny into that. Tiny little part. It's crazy backstage, let me tell you. <laughs> so thanks to the profile that you gained, though, through the show, you have been able to do some some pretty neat stuff. For example, uh, right here in West Central Florida alone, you performed at an event that was headlined by Air Supply. Oh How, my gosh. Was that fun or what? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was just such a fun show. I remember um, gathering a couple of musicians at my school. Thank God I go to a half regular curriculum and music school because I had a couple of my band friends um, who were in different departments, guitar, bass, um, piano, keyboard. It was just so cool. So we all gathered up and we... Um, once we got there, we had no idea how big the stage was. We were all like, kind of like our jaws dropped, and we were like, "Are you kidding me? This is awesome!" And the equipment was amazing, and and it was so cool to see a lot of my friends there who were um, so supportive of me. And um, we had our whole band; we all worked really hard on that. And um, it was so cool too because that was one of the first shows um, that I did solo as myself with my sister up on ah, stage with me too and it was also exciting. cool to be standing on and performing on the same stage as all the other headlining acts too well and i know that you also got to talk with graham russell who who writes most of air supplies music obviously he and, and russell hitchcock are the two legendary frontmen, the singers uh in air supply but 
you got to talk with him, and, and like I say, I want to emphasize that he's the songwriter, and, and I know that's something that the two of you connected with. Yes. Um, I definitely have not even known it, but I have looked up to so many of his songs in in the past anything in my career like especially I remember when I was little I listened to The Power of Love by Celine Dion and I would sing it and my I sing it still to this day and my grandma cries when I sing it to her just when I sing a little snippet of it and I just keep thinking in the back of my head well hmm Graham and um uh people with air supply they both wrote that and I was thinking I was like oh my god like it's crazy like how how a song can you know you can write it yourself but other artists can cover it and it can go big like that and it's awesome and then here you are standing face to face with you know with yeah it was just a legendary cool moment i had to like stop blink my eyes rub my eyes for a second (laughs) and say oh my gosh this is a real moment here (laughs) just be careful i might put you on the spot and make you sing that song a little snippet of it as you called it um You also did a tour though called Broadway Rocks. Yes. Once you were once you were back from American Idol, just tell tell the listeners what what Broadway Rocks was. Um, well, after I came back from American Idol, I was blessed to have an opportunity to go on a tour with Broadway Rocks, and that's basically um, a big basically a big tour with Nederlander Worldwide Events, and it was with professional broadway performers directors um producers actors composers it's it was just a wonderful thing for me to be involved with because it just learned i just learned and it teached me how to grow in maybe a little bit of a different avenue like like the broadway world and it was it was great because i was being surrounded with people who were a lot better than me and it just kind of gave me a little kick and a little motivation to step it up and you know Work, work the stage. And over over what period of time was that? From from when until when was it? Was it a month? Was it a year? It was right after I got off of American Idol, so it was um, my tenth grade year, um, at the end of it, and it was mm, I'd have to say about six months, but spread out. It was like two weeks here, three weeks here. Two weeks there, and and where? What are, what are examples of some cities where this where this took place? Um, we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We went all the way up to Destin, Florida. Um, we went to we went just tons and tons of places in Texas, and it was wow. just a great it was a great tour. Covered covered lots and lots of ground. Um, you just now came back from Nashville and Los Angeles. Uh, where is Shannon McGrain now musically in in February 2014? Is there new uh, original Shannon McGrain music that people can look for soon? If so, when? Just kind of you know bring the listeners up to date on on, on all of that. Well, I have been working on an EP, and it's going to be titled "Go," and that is actually the title of one of my first singles. And um, I've been working on that really diligently, and just kind of you know, working on what songs I'm really going to focus on putting on there because, you know, an EP is like five songs and I want to make sure that I've got like the, the right five, five the five <laughs> ones, right? And, uh, and, and, but, but continue, um, Nashville and in, in LA, you were just there. Um, is there, a, is there a timeline for the EP? Just kind of fill in the, some of these holes a little bit more. Um, well, you know, it's the end of my senior year and my senior race, so I'm thinking, you know what, I'm, I might as well 
end with a bang for my high school and put it out, you know, towards the middle of summer, beginning of summer, and, um, you know, go. Go is the name of my song, so I'm just ready to go and start a whole new journey and, um, you know, learn new things, make, you know, hopefully not too many more mistakes, but learning mistakes, and um, just go. Yeah, I like it. And uh, and for the listeners, we are going to play you uh, a snippet of Go uh, at the end of this podcast, uh, I am Bruce Warzniak, and my guest is Shannon McGrain. Check her out, please, at www.shannonmcgrain.com. That's S H A N N O N, and then Amazon Michael A G R A N E. She is all over social media, too. Please utilize the links on her website so you can follow her on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. There's a whole bunch there uh, at the top of her homepage to uh, click through to some of those other sites. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R for the spelling challenged in our audience. And sign up for the e-newsletter. Subscribe to this podcast and maybe even do your host a favor and give us a glowing review on iTunes. Uh, Shannon, very shortly here, you will be appearing at the Strawberry Festival in Plant City, Florida, which uh, the listeners don't know as intimately as you and I do as residents (laughs) of this area, but Plant City is between Tampa and Orlando. February 27th is when you will be appearing there, and I know that that's a huge event every year that gets top-name entertainment. Is is this going to be your first? First time performing at the Strawberry Festival? Yes, it's going to be my first time performing, but not my first time being there. I remember going back a a while ago and seeing a couple locals like Sweet Caroline, and um, I was there, and I was like, someday, you know what, I'm going to be up there before, like, even before American Idol. I'd always set those standards for myself to just, you know, be up on a stage like that and perform for... Um, a lot of Tampa and a lot of the Tampa Bay area. And so I'm just so excited that my band and I this year get to perform there. And um, the coolest part is that we are opening right before Sticks. Wow. So we are just totally pumped wow. up and so ready. And we got a cool set list. I'm going to sing a couple of my original songs. Um, but we're not performing on the big stage with Sticks. We're performing on the stage right next to them. And. Um, it doesn't be, matter. It doesn't matter, right? Because we're going to still be able to get to see them and get to meet them and, and do our thing just, right next to just them. Just don't so. show them up because, oh. you know, <laughs> sticks it sticks. I mean, they're a legendary they musical act. They are so act, legendary. But, but at the same time, you know, they're not getting any younger. And uh, Shannon McGrain just might steal the headlines. <laughs> you know? Hopefully someday, down far down the line, I hope... I kind of see it, but hopefully someday that somebody will, um, who's my age... We'll be able to call Shannon McGrain legendary. There you, you never go. know, there right? There you go. I love your attitude. You know, <laughs> you talked before. I do. I love your attitude because you talked before about, um, you know, when you were a little kid, you know, that you'd watch American Idol and you'd say, you know, someday I'm going to be on there. You know, and just now you said, I would go to the Strawberry Festival just kind of as, you know, I lived here and I would go to it. But I'd sit there and I'd look at that stage and I'd say, one day I'm, I'm going to perform in there. I mean, me, I... I think when I was a kid, I was like, one day I'm going to be Batman. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a real, that's a realistic goal, Bruce. Yeah, how's that Batman thing working out in 2014? No, um, I totally get it. <laughs> My dad actually thought when I was little, before I even got into that whole singing thing, that, um, you know, sports was going to be, you know, since it ran in the jeans, sports was going to be running in the family. And I did participate in a lot of volleyball, and I loved it, but it wasn't where... Um, 
I wasn't where my heart is in singing. But what, was that by your choice, or was it, hey, Dad was a Major League Baseball player, and by golly, he's going to push his girls and say, when are you going to play sports if it's a death of me? <laughs> no, the thing I love about my parents is they are definitely not people to push me in a direction. They are just kind of there, and they're so very supportive of me, whatever decision I make, but they're also there to build me up and tell me this is the right the right thing to do. Now, I'm going to tell you, but you know, you're going to have to make your own decision because you're going to make your own decision someday on your own. So, um, you know, he kind of said he, he loved, I played, I just played the sports and I was tall. So, you know, I stood in the front and put my hands up and that was all I was really good for. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I played the forward position in basketball too. And I loved it. It was a great thing for me to, you know, stay active and stay, on point with you know sports but i just that wasn't where my calling was from god yeah, so yeah you know what i just dropped all of it and i spent all my time in singing and, so. and god bless your parents you know that 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 they did take the approach that you just described you know and 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 you're fortunate to have them because mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's the side of of the reality shows that are on where you know where you do see um, you know, people the that pushy have the, parents, yeah. the pushy parents or the people that come from a broken home. Um, so at least in your case, I mean, yours is, is truly a, a well-rounded, you know, wonderful story. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't cancel. If you absolutely positively have to, and I'm thinking borderline deathly ill, for example, Get a competent replacement so that when you contact the venue, you can say, I apologize, I never miss a gig, but I'm just terribly sick. However, I got a competent replacement so that you won't be left shorthanded. And that will be you showing respect to the venue, and it will also ensure you a much better chance of being rebooked at that same venue another time. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Where is Shannon McGrain personally, though, in, in February 2014? I know you, you mentioned a little bit that you're finishing up your senior year of high school. I know that you've been uh, involved in a stage production there. Um, yes. And, and so then and so then what college? I mean, what bring us up to date uh, on, on Shannon, the, the, the girl and not and not the, <laughs> uh, the singer? Um, so, yeah, I am finishing my senior year. Um, like you said earlier, I'm in a production now. I hadn't been in one since my 10th grade year, so I'm really pumped up because um, I get to be in a musical this year, my final year here, called The Wedding Singer, and um, I got a lead role in that, so that's going to be fun to play. Um, but I'm as far as you know, college goes, my parents are like, you know, you got to have your schooling, got to have that as a plan B in your back pocket, right? Because everybody's going to have a plan B, God forbid, one day. Um, so I just have that. I've been filling out applications. I've been, you know, submitting essays and resumes to colleges. And um, they're all between here in Florida, um, in New York, in L.A., in Nashville, just because I really wanted to my number one goal is just to be in a music city sure, so that sense. I can just constantly, you know, be writing, be recording. And, um, absolutely. The most important thing though, aside from schooling is just concentrating number one on my music because I can't see myself doing anything other than that. 
Well, right, but at the same time, you know, it's it's no different, and, and you know, your father would attest to this as, as a mm-hmm. former Major League Baseball player. It's no different than an athlete. You know, an athlete wants to make uh, the NFL or NBA or, or whatever of sport course, they're playing yeah. in, but they do have to have that education to fall back on, yes. especially in sports. I mean, in, in, in the music business, okay, you know, maybe your career just doesn't go that good and it flames out pretty quick, but, you know, you're not going to get injured, and as a result... You know, oh, well, I guess I can't sing anymore. Well, all you did is break your leg. Yeah. You know, so again, I mean, it, it's still important to have that education to fall back on. And, and, and the young listeners uh, who have downloaded this particular podcast, it's important that they hear that from you, that you are saying, look, I have already been on American Idol, but I'm still making sure I finish up my senior year. I am looking at colleges to go to. Right. And, you know, even though music is your priority and that is your focus, you're not saying, thus, I don't need school anymore. So Yeah, you know, I've, I've always thought this whole entire senior year I've learned as a moral, like, you know, you have, to, you have to always have your plan B and you have to always have everything set out and there's always an option for everybody, no matter what it is. And you just have to be willing to work at it and willing to not stop at what you're doing. You just have to keep going and keep scratching and keep clawing for it. Yeah, and, and, and I think I've shared this story with you before about... <laughs> me being on the road with with one of my clients and and me being bothered by the fact that right. she was she was so committed to her schoolwork you know that we would be in Nashville I mean we would be at a songwriters festival we'd be wherever you know and and I'm wanting to get out and shake hands and kiss babies as her manager and here <laughs> she is you know I just got to I just got to get online I got to take this exam it's got to be done by midnight you know or I just got to finish this oh, paper it's due on Monday I and totally and mind know. you you know I can't find fault with her for that but, you know, it's it's really impressive, you know, when, when young people are putting that much of an importance on education, when they are right at the doorstep of American Idol, of, of Songwriters it's Festivals, so of being in Nashville. It's like, ha- it's a little cat, literally, it's a little cat sitting there with a little dangling toy right in front of them, but they can't put their hand out and grab it yet because they're not like necessarily there yet because they have to finish something else. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a great analogy. I like that. Um, so, so what's a bigger challenge? Um, trying to be successful with all you have going on musically or just, you know, trying yeah. to be an 18-year-old <laughs> girl and trying to enjoy a personal life the way your non-performer friends are doing? Well, you know what? First, I have to say that um, being at the school that I'm at right now, um, kind of being in that, that spotlight image is not... Um, so much of a crazy thing because a lot of people there are doing music and they're focused on that and they know what it's like to you know have to miss a lot of school and catch up on your work and come back and and do shows and school at the same time but um you know i really do though um like having those times i have my select few girlfriends that i know are always going to be there for me and they're always you know always going to have my back so i'm always calling them up and texting them and tweeting them and say hey girls i want to come over let's i have a free night tonight let's watch let's watch some movies let's you know watch youtube videos about and and look at pictures of boys we think that are cute and all the normal stuff so um you know the more I feel like it, the more I'm working at things and getting things done, I also still have some time to hang out and be a normal person. And plus, it's the awesome thing is that I have my little sister, too. Um, she is my all-time best friend. So whenever I want to go do something for, like, whether it be, like, an hour or 30 minutes, and she's always there to say, hey, sis, let's go hang out and 
let's go outside and in the Florida sunshine weather and go get a tan or let's take a drive to the beach or something like that. So it's awesome to have a sister too around the Yeah, house. and she's always going to be your sister. You know, just yes. like I'm sure that some, you didn't even tell me this, but I'm sure that some of those friends that you're describing that you're texting <laughs> or whatever, I'm sure they were your friends long before American Idol. And these are yes. people that just know Shannon McGrain and they just love Shannon McGrain, the girl. And it's like, oh, by the way, she happened to have gotten on American Idol, but that's not why I'm her that friend. That doesn't even phase them. They're like, whenever they introduce me to some of their friends I have no idea about, they're like, this is my friend Shannon. Um, we've been best friends since, you know, we could even remember. And it's awesome because um, they don't even, it doesn't even phase them that I did such a thing they're just there for me and they're I know they're always going to have my back and they're going to be supportive just like my family is so yeah absolutely and that's and that's important you know because obviously there's a lot of demands on your time there's a lot of challenges in the business you know people again that are listening need to understand that it's not as glamorous as as you know granted uh, you know we can both admit i mean yeah there are fun parts to being in the music business and and you know if it was if it was all he double hockey sticks uh right. you know then then we wouldn't be doing it but you know you tolerate that stuff because yeah there is there are there are some good times but because it is demanding because it is challenging those are the times when you really like that you can say I can just talk yeah, with my little right? sister or I've got my friends you know that that I can get away from all this even if it's just a 10 minute phone call or if it is you know two and a half hours at the beach it's it's a great respite from mm-hmm. from all things music right it certainly is so at the same time though it it must be strange to have hit such a high point at such a young age because you certainly, you know, you mentioned before about singing the, the Celine Dion song. You certainly had performers that you looked up to when, when you were just starting out. Yet now, at only 18, you, I, I imagine, probably have young people telling you that they, they look up to you, right? So so how are you handling that at a time when I'm sure you feel like, hey, I've still got lots more to learn myself? <laughs> you know, I... I honestly, I love my fans so very much. Honestly, when people go up and um, when when celebrities go up and accept a Grammy and they say, I want to say thank you to my fans so much that they really mean that because those are the people who are, you know, they're retweeting your tweets to get your name out there, to get your songs out there, to buy your songs, buy your T-shirts and your, and your, you know, your bracelets and all that stuff. And they really just, they keep you, they're like your own network and I'm so happy, though, too, because when I figured out after American Idol, I hopped on my social media, and they had already had a name for me and themselves. They called themselves the McGrain Train, and I thought that was really cool. So now awesome. all the time when I'm talking to them, I hashtag McGrain Train, and that's my way of talking to my fans and keeping in touch. And I love it going on the anywhere, like even when I'm out performing or even on social media, I love seeing people who are saying, you know, Shannon, we support you so much and we look up to you and you're such a great role model. And if you have any advice, like what would it be? And um, Shannon, do you like this outfit that I'm wearing? Or it's just such a cool thing to be someone's um, go to person and someone they feel comfortable talking to. And I want them to know that I'm just a normal teenage girl, just like them, kind of asking the same questions, too. At the same time, though, it, there there must be it, it must be challenging though because I don't I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I know that you've got a boatload of followers on on Twitter. <laughs> I know you've got you know tons of people uh, on your Facebook page, and as wonderful as that is to have that personal connection and make them um, to, just to kind of go on a side tangent here. You know, I, I on a previous uh, on a previous show on now here this entertainment. 
Um, the guest was Shauna P., who was on The Voice last year, and she talks about um, Shauna P. and the Earth Funk Tribe, and so she calls her fans the tribe, and I said that that's a movement. You know, it, it makes people feel, like, yeah. more intimately engaged. It doesn't just make them feel like, you know, yeah, man, I'm a big, I'm a big Rush fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so what does that mean? You know, but in your case, you've got so many of these people, and now there, there's the McGrain train, and so when they are saying, what do you think of this dress, or what's some advice... I mean, there there are, as I as I said on the last yep. podcast with Alyssa J.C., there's only 24 hours in a day. So for you to be kind enough to try to stay one-on-one with those people, that demands a lot of time. It does. And I can only hope to be a mentor to everybody who's following me and, and everybody who's looking up to me. But it does take a lot of time. You know, I myself am a teenager. So you know what? I want to go onto social media and I want to talk to people who are on there constantly and Instagramming and uploading pictures and liking things. And it takes up a lot of your time and sometimes I don't even realize it I'll be scrolling through and I look at the time and it's like an hour and a half and I'm like oh my gosh I promised myself 10 minutes of this and it's it's a really I can imagine what it's going to be like for kids my age in a couple years and it's going to be they're going to have like the iPhone iPhone 29 and it's going to be crazy (laughs) technology keeps advancing and I have to say I do get sucked into it a lot and it takes up a lot of time but you know I can only I can only just keep myself um you know on a schedule and I got to keep myself grounded and you know I got to make time for that too. Okay, so now I will actually kind of put you on the spot. For those for those young listeners, what advice do you have for so okay, we already established that you're 18. So for singers that are younger than you are who are thinking of trying out for I I'm going to say American Idol, but really any of the other competition shows what advice do you have for for the ones like i say that are i'll say 18 or under um i definitely have to say um since you're entering reality tv you definitely have to to expect the unexpected um it's definitely they're gonna pull you this way pull you that way but you got to be flexible you got to be ready to do um what you got to do and don't be afraid honestly because if you're afraid it just it makes yourself kind of you know, it doesn't bring yourself out. And I think that, you know, being yourself is one of the most important things ever. You know, I, I have this one quote in the back of my head, um, be an original and don't die a copy because, nice. you know, nobody else is like you. And so being yourself is just going to make you even more unique than anything else and just have your own creativity, your own style, your own way of saying things. And I think you'll be good to go. I like it. It's, it's like when I tell people, when they go on a job interview, people get themselves all worked up about a job interview, and I say, "Why? It, it's just they're just asking you questions about yourself, and who knows you better right. than you, right? You know, so that's so that's what you're saying is go there, and yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you know that it's going to be a, a you know, a, a pretty unnerving environment, but all you got to do is be yourself. Yeah, your uniqueness is your greatest strength. I have to say that. Are you still in touch with? Any of the others who were on American Idol when you are, or and I don't know if you're allowed to say this one, do you have any contact with any of the judges who were there when, when you were on there? Um, I do. Um, we all have this big group chat going on, and we ever so often check in with each other, and we say, you know, how are things going, you guys, and um, what kind of shows you all doing? You still writing? Because that's really important. you got to get your own music out there, and we just all check up on each other, and we still haven't lost touch. We're still that family 
That's closeness. Awesome. Yes, yeah. it was awesome. It's a it's a it's a tight knit fraternity. You know, not everybody can say right? they were on American Idol. I mean, certain people have certain stages of the process that they got to, but especially when you're you know like yourself, you know, a top twelve finisher. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty darn elite group. Um, do you still watch the show? I do, but you know what? I, mean, I don't you probably watch don't it have time, much. but yeah, <laughs> I don't watch it as much. It's cr- as crazy as it sounds, but. Um, I did see that there was another guy, Sam Wolf, if I'm not mistaken, from the Tampa Bay area. So that's going to be really cool. He's representing the Tampa Bay. Got to keep the chain of Tampa Bay going, right? Got to yep. keep it on the map. Yeah, and there's I'm someone... putting my foot down and keeping Tampa Bay on the map. There you go. There's someone <laughs> from over in Orlando, too. So um, the Sunshine State is, is represented. There's even someone from the east coast of Florida. So Awesome. Florida is definitely, Florida is definitely bringing it. Um, what about uh, what about songwriting? You know, because I know that you've really tried to spend more time in the songwriting aspect, uh, and and people see you because you don't play an instrument. Um, I think people just look at you as a singer, and it's important that the listeners know that you have been doing songwriting. So so talk about that a little bit. Um, yes, songwriting is a very 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 important aspect of you know telling people who you are and what you have to say. What is your story and. Um, I don't play an instrument because I don't read music, but um, that stuff is all foreign to me. But I do play piano by ear. So whenever I hear something that I like or want to redo or arrange in my own way, I'll get on the piano and kind of mess with it. And I've done this a couple of times. Okay, don't laugh at me, but I've closed my eyes and I just put my hands up and I just lay them down on the keyboard and I'll come out with a chord. I don't know what it is, (laughs) what it means, D minor, major, seven. I don't know what that means, but... It just happens, and I like the sound of it, the warmth of it, or and it just goes from there. And I just I write a melody, and then I sing a song, and maybe write a little stanza or two, some words to it. And if I go out of um, town and I'm traveling, you know, in, in Nashville or L.A., I spent a lot of time in Nashville this past summer writing, and I brought a lot of my ideas, and we've had you know, collaborating sessions. And I find it myself a lot easier to write with other people because, um, you know, it's my ideas plus people saying, you know, giving me their option and their opinions too. Yeah, it's your ideas, but it's their expertise. It's their longevity in songwriting that that make it fit together nicely. And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because when I go back and forth to Nashville, like that's, I mean, that's kind of like every other word out of people's mouth is co-write, co-write, co-write. And and, and one of my previous guests, Alyssa Jacey, a a singer-songwriter in Nashville, she says that she said, uh, um, there's there's more talk, uh, there's more co-writing going on in Nashville than there are Starbucks. And and it's and it's the truth. (laughs) It is Um, the truth. But, you know, as we said, that's to your advantage because you can bring the name recognition and the talent that you have from American Idol and the fact that you have been songwriting to a place like Nashville, where it's just overflowing with professionals who've been doing it for years and years, and the two of you can get together and say, all right, we're going to turn this into something awesome. Right. And I have to say, though, out of all um, Nashville, L.A., and New York, I have to say, though, I do love Nashville a lot because it's a very homey feeling, and I do know a lot of people there. It's a really nice place to be able to network, and it's just a big... It's a small town. If it's, it's a small a, it's town, it's a big field. small town. Yes, exactly. Perfect words to yeah. say. Yeah, and and the other thing too is, you know, even when you're not working, you can go and sit at a writer's night 
and just kind of you know learn and by observing others. Yeah, get the feel, and and you know that you're going to meet somebody there that night, anyways. And somebody <laughs> plural, by the way, yeah, <laughs> not, not <right>? one person. <laughs> uh, you've mentioned a couple times as we've been doing this um, about your sister. So yes, <laughs> that's cool that that you have a sister that likes to sing. You know because. Um, some people would probably hear that and say, oh, the sister that is figuring like, well, I guess I got to do it now. But I mean, she, I mean, she's good. You had her on stage, you know, I mean, you you can't bring someone up on stage just because you're their sister and they stink. So in your case, you know, you've got somebody that, um, is your little sister. She's your best friend. And oh, by the way, she can sing too. Yeah. You know what? She also is a part of this group that I originally started in called Entertainment Review. I started in that and she kind of, when I left, she kind of picked it up and got into it and loved it. And it's basically what you do is you just travel locally and do um, local shows, national events, um, sporting events. And it's a great time because it's an all girls group too. So it's like a big giant singing, dancing, acting, performing sorority. And it's great. So um, she's in that and she's really focused on that. And, um, you know, she's not, she's not as passionate about the music stuff as I am but um I do every once every once in a while and she loves it she loves to harmonize with me and we and nobody else is going to harmonize better than your own sister so I was like so come here let's do a couple of harmonies and we'll put it on my social media a little bit on my Instagram and people are like Sophie McGrain can sing too what is this <laughs> so a lot of people are like you should do a double sister duo that'd be fun um but I don't know. She's just not into it as much as I am, but I do tell her a lot. She has a really good thinking cap. So if any day I think she should go to college for like anything in music business, so who better is going to have your back than your own family? Yeah, too. yeah, that's so. great. Um, before we close, you know, I, I'm I'm going to give you this this big thanks at the end, especially uh, because I know you had school today. I know you just came back. Uh, I've mentioned once or twice already during the podcast that you were in in both L.A. and Nashville. I'm getting tired just like saying all that and thinking about it. That's a lot of traveling. And I mean, you're, you've got a smile. And I mean, you always have a smile on your face. But um, but the traveling, I mean, you, you're okay with it? You enjoy it? Um, you know what? It comes with the whole entire 360 performing deal. So I got to, you know put my boots on and deal with it it's it does get very tiring though it's a good place though the plane is a great place for me to catch up on my homework and and write some music and it is tiring though the other day i just came back from la on a red-eye flight and i hopped straight into school wow and i was in my class i was doing doing work and i was sitting there in ap stat class doing my my math homework and sitting there and thinking like is it weird that just like seven hours ago I was in LA on the other side of the country and now I'm sitting here in far in the south and it's just crazy to think like that too I, I love it though but sometimes it messes up my internal clock a little oh, bit of course of course <laughs> yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't be human if, if it didn't well then uh, with that I do want to very much thank my guest Shannon McGrain and remind you to please be sure to check her out at shannonmcgrain.com s-h-a-n-n-o-n M-A-G-R-A-N-E, ShannonMcGrain.com. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. 
Hey, give us a nice five-star review on iTunes too, all right? While yes. you're while you're interacting with all of us, do the same thing for Shannon. Give her all kinds of kudos. Um, as I mentioned, follow her on all of her social media. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We will send you out today with another song from today's guest, Shannon McGrain. This is called Go. Look what you've done to me. I can't believe I'm still standing here. In all of the lessons I've learned, my depression is just my own fear.